Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you are witnessing what we're witnessing, sometimes you become numb to the brilliance uh, that you're seeing on a day-by-day basis. And, and the kind of story I, I've told, I heard or read it somewhere or heard somebody say this, but it's almost like living at the foot of Mount Everest, which means you walk outside, you see this spectacular uh, mountain, the biggest mountain in the world every day. Sometimes you become numb to how special that is. Um, you know, that's how I, I feel about Connor. That is Edmonton Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft talking before the game when we were in Buffalo on, uh, what day was that now? Uh, Monday. Bob Stauffer joining you from Boston. This is Oilers Now, and we are going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline and go to our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L. H-A-U-K today. Uh, we welcome back to the show, longtime uh, NHL head coach, assistant coach. He is the general manager and head coach of the Regina Pats, and he too has a generational player. We're going to have some fun with him a little bit later on from his days with the Maine Mariners as well. We welcome back to the show. It's been six or seven years since we've had him on. John Paddock joins us on a day in which the Edmonton Oil Kings get to play Connor McDavid coming off at dash five against the Saskatoon Blades, which ain't going to be easy for the Oil Kings. John, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Very, how are you guys? No, we're doing good. Thanks for doing the show. No uh, what's it been like for you to coach Connor Bedard? Well, I don't know if you can adequately describe it quickly or even with length. Uh, it's sort of how you'd imagine when you see players like, uh, a brilliant top player in the league uh, at a young age. It seems like he's going to have a tremendous future, and um, it's we've had some good players here in the last nine years. Really good players, first round picks, but there's certainly nothing that can compare to him on an individual basis. I've compared him to Marcel Dion. I've gone old school. When I when I look at the body, you know, the, the size of him, the skill set, I think uh, Connor Bedard has maximized today's weapons and what he can do with his stick and how he changes release points on his shot. Uh, you played against Marcel Dion. Am I out to lunch or is that a fair comparison? Yeah, I think I've heard that before. Maybe it was a quote from you or something. I think that's a relatively fair comparison. I think Connor's actually a little bit taller and maybe more fit in today's game. But uh, yeah, that I think that that's legitimate. I, the ones that I've had NHL scouts throw a little bit are Patrick Kane, Kucherov. Um, but yeah, he's in a group of outstanding players to compare to. That's for sure. Chris Knobloch uh, told me the night the Oilers won the lottery, uh, and as you know, the Oilers played a factor in Chris ending up uh, in in Erie because at that time they were helping Sherry Basson out a little bit. He said, Bob, uh, you're going to see Connor McDavid do things four or five years in that you've never seen before. Have you witnessed that with the evolution of your Connor watching Bedard over the last two or three years constantly working at his craft to improve his overall game? Yeah, I think so. I I don't know how to describe it because you just sort of pinch yourself that you have this type of player there, but um, there's been nothing that he's done that doesn't indicate that he's going to be 
whatever people that they put to it, a generational Hall of Famer, X amount of goal scorer, like when you tear up the World Junior like he did that nobody else has touched, like, I don't know, it's a different era, but like it's 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 sort of mind-boggling. And uh, he's performed under the, the bright lights, the, the big stage at different times. World Junior with us, they sold out the Saddle Dome and TSN last Friday against the number one ranked country or team in the country. So, yeah, like I, you know, the sky's the limit, I guess. I, I don't know how else to say it. Um, you know, I have a theory, and you know, Connor McDavid went and played in Erie. There were lots of players. You know, Ryan O'Reilly went to Erie, but there's other number one overall picks that didn't go to Erie in the OHL. Prince Albert, uh, and I relate Edmonton to this on the NHL level or Winnipeg, and you worked in Winnipeg for a number of years. There are, you know, you hear, well, maybe not everybody wants to go to uh, Edmonton or go to Winnipeg, and at times you hear people say, well, Prince Albert isn't for everybody. I mean, I, you know, I've talked to uh, the parents as an example of Keaton Verhoff this year, and I'm like, if you get drafted by uh, PA, you go there all day. Look what it did for Caden Gooley, um, you know, as an example, and look what it did for Leon Dreisaitl. Your guy has shown loyalty to your group and Regina as well. You know, he's. Some people have said, "Well, you know, maybe, maybe there's a trade in his uh, in this year." And and you've tried to address and make the team better during the year, John. You added Sam Aremba from uh, Seattle. Uh, you picked up Zach Stringer, who's had some injuries from Lethbridge. But I think it does speak a lot about the character of the player that he wants to win for you and he wants to win for Regina, doesn't it? Well, for sure. Like he, you know, we established and worked at a relationship. Uh, with the hopes that we were going to maintain the number one pick going into his draft, we did. Um, I have a very good relationship with his parents. It's a unique situation because he's a unique player. And, uh, you know, I never wanted to trade him. If he'd have wanted to, then we would have wanted him. But he didn't want to go. And uh, we thought with our team, uh, we didn't play a healthy team with a healthy group of forwards until actually about a week ago all season. And that, you know, we're, we're a decent middle of the road a little bit better club when we have when we're healthy and i think we're showing that lately and i say he didn't want to go anywhere and we didn't want to trade him uh you know we're getting great great mileage out of him like you turn on the tv tsn's basically doing something every every day on him the bedard walk or whatever and we haven't his last games before the World Junior were sellouts in BC and since he came back every road game has been a sellout so there's great things for both him and the Regina Pass from this we're joined by John Paddock, GM head coach of the Regina Pats, Bob Stauffer, with you on Oilers now. I was at the game at Edmonton uh, in December. He could have had 10 yeah. points that night. Like, it was unbelievable. I the, the thing that strikes me is just what he can do with a stick. And I'm wondering if, how, if he's one of the players that has mastered today's technology. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, am I out to lunch there or... Because I don't think there's guys that would have even been physically capable, like this, this the, the whip that he gets on his shot, where he can change his release point from. He uses a longer than a normal stick. I mean, it's 
and the strength of the shot, John, like he can shoot the pill. Do you recall another draft? And you had Sam Steele, who's from Sherwood Park. You know, he was 130 point score for you that year that you guys yep. ended up in the WHL final. But can you recall another player at this age having that good of a shot? No, not at all. I mean, we had McHenry and Connor Hobbs and that team with Sam when they could really shoot the puck. But, um, no, he's always had it. Uh, he's worked at it immensely when he was younger. And I, I think to your point, too, you're mastering the technology. I, I think it's all goes into it. But I think it started when he was like 9 or 10 and started shooting 500 bucks a day or 1,000 bucks a day, whichever, whichever it happened to be on a certain day. And uh, he's... Uh, that's he, he wants to be on the ice every day shooting pucks if he can be and uh so hard work pays off all right i, got, I mentioned the main mariners I, i'm gonna go old school on you here you guys okay. had the toughest heavyweight in dave brown and you had uh, the smallest guy that nobody wanted to screw with because I think he was a black belt, Steve Tajir. In fact, I think he even used it on the ice a couple times. <laughs> it was a very different game. But you had every weight class uh, master, didn't you, with that hockey team at that time in Maine? Well, yeah. We had, uh, there was a, a diff completely different era in the Flyers. Uh, we always had lots of toughness uh, there for sure. Bobby Clark used to say that we were tougher than they were. I'm not quite sure of that, but it wasn't far off. What has been the biggest, besides the emphasis on skill, from your perspective as a guy who's been involved in coaching since the mid-1980s now? You've been a coach for 40 years, John. What's been the biggest change in terms of working with today's players? Um, I think they're, you know, in today's and the last two or three years, there's, there's so much more... Uh, knowledgeable to many things like they've they've watched uh, you know on YouTube or different things of, of McDavid or of Matthews uh, Crosby those are three guys I know Connor you know follows relatively closely and before I mean you didn't watch anybody but the level you're playing against and practicing with and so they're they're just bought in at a different level they're they're willing to try things. They're, they're wanting to learn things, um, you know, all the time. And I think we were the same, but it was just different because we were at a different level when we played. There just wasn't as much opportunity in different areas. John, we appreciate your time. Uh, best of luck the rest of the way. Go easy tonight. That's uh, fully rebuilding Edmonton Oil King squad. They got, you okay. know what? It's supposed to be a cycle in the WHL. That's how it's supposed to, wear, uh, to work, and the Oil Kings are living that this year. Best of luck in your playoff drive, okay? All right. Thanks very much. You bet. That is John Paddock. He is the GM and the head coach of the Regina Pats, and he coaches... Uh, Connor Bedard, who, again, you watch what he can do with the stick. And many of you have kids that are playing hockey at 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. There is no question. To me, when I watch today's players, they got way better skill set. He nailed it. Because if I can actually prove it to you that there was an uptick in players coming out of the Edmonton area in the early to mid-1990s, and I think in a large part, that was because kids got to watch the Oilers of the 80s when they were in their prime, 
And I think there's going to be another uptick, and we might already be seeing it the last couple of years in the WHL Bantam draft as a result of watching the likes of McDavid and Settle today. And Connor Bedard, he is special. He is having a ridiculous season. 59 goals, 123 points, plus 36 and 48 games played. I think he had five points the last time the Oil Kings played Regina Pats. And again, he's coming off a game in which the Saskatoon Blades, Colin Priestner's team's going really good. Saskatoon right now. And they shut Regina down and Bedard was minus five. And I'm nervous. Like I, Brendan, I'm going to state it right now. We'll have to, I predict, I'm serious about this. He's getting at least five points tonight. Okay? It's going to happen. The Oil Kings have got some injuries. They got a real young team. And Bedard, players like that, they don't like having bad games. And they usually respond. So we'll keep an eye on that a little bit later on. It is 149 in Edmonton. We're going to tell you. Uh, John Paddock was our Oilers Now headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. Royal Pizza Pizza Pass and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. They've got 15 Edmonton and area locations, four in Calgary, one in Red Deer. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Royal Pizza still making a great staffer recommendation. When we come back, this day in Oilers history that played a huge factor in Edmonton winning the Stanley Cup in 1990. This is Oilers Now. Welcome back, everybody. 153 at Edmonton. Just so you know, there's no insult in being compared to Marcel Dion. Marcel Dion had 10 40-goal seasons in the NHL. Only Gretzky and Ovechkin had more. Marcel Dion had six 50-goal seasons in the NHL. Only Gretzky, Ovechkin, and Bossy had more. Marcel Dion had eight 100-point seasons in the NHL. Only Gretzky and Lemieux had more. See a trend here? He's one of the greatest scorers in the history of the game. And he was a right shot, and he was 5'8", 5'7", 5'8". You heard John Paddock say that Bedard is bigger and in better shape. He's going to be a spectacular offensive player. And I am nervous for the Edmonton Oil Kings tonight. This could be a tough game. We'll talk about that tomorrow on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. But first, we're going to go to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel at 154 in Edmonton. Again, we're going to travel to Cali this April to see the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. You can reach out to newwesttravel.com. Back in the 6th. Chad Studios, he's a big part of the show. Here's Brendan Escott. 1988, the Oilers trading Andy Moog to Boston for Bill Ranford and Jeff Cortnall. Ranford went on to play in parts of nine seasons for the Oilers, winning the Stanley Cup in 1988 and 90 as well. Cortnall was traded just four months later to Washington for Greg Adams. Well, I think we all know, uh, yeah, Bill Ranford, all he did was win the Conn Smythe Trophy in 1990. Tomorrow in Oilers now, Louis DeBrusque. Could be a fun uh, night here in Boston, but Louis DeBrusque uh, will join us, courtesy, uh, well, uh, GCL Diesel brings you Louis DeBrusque on a weekly basis. John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. We'll have a sit-down conversation, extended version, kind of like the one we did with Matthias Eckholm. Uh, we'll do it with the, uh, Nick Bugstead. They'll all join us on tomorrow's edition of Orders Now. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports Night. What's he got shaking? You're looking at Luke Gazdick tonight as, long, uh, as well as Kelly Rudy, both from uh, Sportsnet. U of A Pandas basketball coach Scott Edwards, and they're celebrating International Women's Day by inter- 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 <coughs> introducing you, rather, to Edmonton Oaks Director of Football Operations, Alicia Toraville. All right, great stuff. 
congratulations on the Pandas making it to the uh, national championship in women's basketball. Best of luck to Scott Edwards. I used to work with Scott at the U of A back in the day. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Kevin Robertson, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3. And Chelsea Bird has Chelsea on Ched uh, today from 3 to 6. I will rejoin you tomorrow at noon on a game day. So long, everybody, from Boston.